0: All right. This is a great day for your country, which means it's a lousy day for the corrupt, do nothing, modern, extreme, radical, socialist, democratic uh, impeachment fanatics. It has not been a good day for them today. Um, This is turning out to be worse than I have no idea what Fusion GPS is, Mueller or Oh, I didn't know that Jeannie Ray used to be Clinton's attorney. I I mean, it's that bad today. It is. It is. So I'm watching Democrats. The first thing that, that just pops off the screen, it's like they seem to care more about Ukrainian first policies than American first policies. Um, everything that we've heard to it is conjecture. It is hearsay. It is well. I thought. I believe it's possible. I guessed. I put together. They don't know a thing, and the fact that it contradicts the president's call is just more troubling for all of them. I, I will tell you, the Republicans. And I've been so critical now many years over the Republican Party and spineless, weak, pathetic, visionless, feckless, you know, no backbone Republicans with no vision. Um, There are some real conservative stars in the Republican Party. We saw a lot of them today. Uh, You had Mark Meadows come out one point deal with the media for about eight or nine minutes. We'll play some of it later. He just pounded. I mean, it was and Mark Meadows is like the nicest guy ever. You know, he's Southern. He's well, North Carolina. He's got, you know, very easy demeanor. And it was boom. Jim Jordan. Amazing. Ratcliffe. Amazing. The opening statement of Devin Nunes was just a brutal takedown. And to to watch the Democrats just try to piece together nothing is is it's a it's a thing of beauty. And the media and the mob, they've got to be saying, oh, no. We've got to carry this. We started carrying this. What are we going to do? This is not going to rate. They're going to lose a fortune and they're going to be pissed that the Democrats when all said and done. All right. Jim Jordan just got up. Let's go to him. He's been uh, fantastic today.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Fifty five days, fifty five days between July 18th and September 11th, that there was a delay on sending hard earned tax dollars of the American people to Ukraine. We're not talking any country, we're talking Ukraine. Ernst Young said one of the three most corrupt countries on the planet. Our witness on Friday, she testified in her deposition. Corruption is not just prevalent in Ukraine, it's the system. So our president said, time out, time out. Let's check out this new guy. Let's see if Zelensky's the real deal. This new guy who got elected in April, whose party took power in July, Let's see if he's legitimate. Now, keep in mind, as has already been discussed in 2018, President Trump had already done more for Ukraine than Obama did. That's right. President Trump, who doesn't like foreign aid, who wanted European countries to do more, who knew how corrupt Ukraine was, did more than Obama because he gave him javelins, tank busting javelins to fight the Russians. Our witnesses have said this, others have said this, Obama gave him blankets, Trump gave him missiles. But when it came time to check out this new guy, President Trump said, let's just see, let's just see if he's legit. So for 55 days, we checked him out. President Zelensky had five interactions with senior US officials in that time frame. One was of course the phone call, the July 25th phone call between President Trump and President Zelensky. And there were four other face to face meetings with other senior U.S. officials. And guess what? Not one of those interactions, not one were security assistance dollars linked to investigating Burisma or Biden. But guess what did happen in those 55 days? U.S. senators, Ambassador Bolton, Vice President Pence all became convinced that Zelensky was in fact worth the risk. He was in fact legit and the real deal and a real change. And guess what? They told the president, he's a reformer, release the money. And that's exactly what President Trump did. Now over the next few weeks, we're gonna have more witnesses like we've had today that the Democrats will parade in here and they're all gonna say this, so-and-so said such-and-such to so-and-so and and therefore we got impeached the president. Actually, we can get more specific. We covered this a little bit ago. They'll say something like, Ambassador Sondland said in his deposition, where he said, Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmouk on September 1st, 2019, in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. And if you can follow that, that's the Democrats' plan and why they want to impeach the president. That's what we're gonna hear over the next couple weeks. That's what we're gonna hear. But no matter what they do, no matter how many witnesses they bring in here, four facts will not change, have not changed, will never change. The call shows no linkage between dollars and the investigation into Burisma or the Bidens. President Trump and President Zelensky have both said on the call, there was no linkage, there was no pressure, there was no pushing. Ukrainians didn't even know the aid was withheld at the time of the phone call, and most importantly, as has been pointed out, the Ukrainians didn't take any specific action relative to investigations to get the money released. Now there is one witness, one witness that they won't bring in front of us. They won't bring in front of the American people. And that's the guy who started it all, the whistleblower. Nope, 435 members of Congress, only one gets to know who that person is. Only one member of Congress has a staff that gets to talk to that person. The rest of us don't. Only chairmanship knows who the whistleblower is. We don't. We will never get the chance. We will never get the chance to see the whistleblower raise his right hand, swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. We'll never get that chance. More importantly, the American people won't get that chance. This anonymous so-called whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge, who's biased against the president, who worked with Joe Biden, who is the reason we're all sitting here today, will never get a chance to question that individual. Democrats are trying to impeach the president based on all that all that 11 and a half months before an election. We'll not get to check out his credibility, his motivations, his bias. I said this last week, but this is this is a sad day. This is a sad day for this country. You think about what the Democrats have put our nation through for the last 3 years started July of 2016 when they spied on two American citizens associated with the presidential campaign and all that unfolded with the Mueller investigation after that and when that didn't work, here we are. Based on this, based on this is a, the American people see through all this, they understand the facts support the president, they understand this process is unfair and they see through the whole darn sham. With that, I yield back.
0: I mean, that's just amazing, Jim. uh, Just on top of the great day that we've been watching, Jordan and Meadows and Ratcliffe and Nunes have all been on their game today. Uh, I I mean, you can't say it any better. I mean, yeah, it was a new president. You know, on that phone call, the transcript, if you read the transcript, there's never any mention or any discussion, never mind linkage, of any aid ever at any time. And and these two witnesses today, they keep going, well, uh, the European uh, Union uh, ambassador uh, Sondland uh, said and that person said, and yeah, we were texting about this person might have said this. Well, did you ever talk to the president? Nope. Anybody near the president? Nope. Uh, but uh, but Ambassador Sondland said, oh, the same Ambassador Sondland who said the president was very clear when he testified behind closed doors. He wanted no quid, no pro, no quo. Like Joe, there's the only quid pro quo. I mean, it, it, that is what this was supposed to be their big day. This was supposed to be their takedown day. And on top of everything, it is just dull and it is boring and it is meaningless. And the four facts that Jim Jordan are talking, is talking about are is right. They're never going to change in this entire case. Never, ever, no matter how many ways, times they want to rewrite the script that, you know, for the 55 days, you know, Trump's done more in Ukraine than Obama ever dreamed of. He wants to check out uh, long before they ever had a phone call. There's no aid ever mentioned on the phone call. Zelensky stated, the foreign minister stated, they never felt any pressure on the phone call. Uh, They didn't know the aid was withheld on the phone call. They never did anything to get the money when it was finally released. Not a single thing. And this this is why they want to impeach a president of the United States. And I'm watching all of this and then i'm i'm looking at well you know the president's delay of money might result in people's death well blame obama then all of the bad things that happened happened in under obama's watch you know it's this president as jim jordan just pointed out that gave them the tools to begin to defend themselves and more money and and real equipment that they could fight back um i'm watching this and and even this guy taylor today confirming he never Discussed any linkage between Ukrainian aid and investigations. You know, again, Jordan, well, the the meetings with the president of Ukraine, uh, the new president, there was no linkage, right? Uh, It's certainly accurate on the first two. The first two meetings, because to my knowledge, the Ukrainians were not aware of the hold. (laughs) They weren't aware of the hold. And nobody ever said there was a hold and they're saying, well, well, Ambassador Somlin told me, but Ambassador Somlin had testified, <laughs> can't make this up, that the president was clear there's no quid pro quo. He didn't want a quid pro quo. Um, and then at another point, Taylor actually says, um, when asked about Ratcliffe, Well, do you think that the President Zelensky was lying to the world press when he said he didn't feel any pressure? Um, I have no reason to believe he's lying. No, none whatsoever. Um, Then you've got, you know, moments where you got the the congenital liar. Oh, the best part of the day is Adam Schiff admitting and claiming he doesn't know who the whistleblower is. He's a liar. The 435
1: members of Congress, you are the only member who knows who that individual is, and your staff is the only staff of any member of Congress who's had a chance to talk with that individual. We would like that opportunity. When might that happen in this proceeding today? First, as the gentleman knows, that's a false statement. I do not know the identity of the whistleblower, and I'm determined to make sure
2: that identity is protected. But as I said to Mr. Conaway— You'll have an opportunity after the witnesses testify to make a motion to subpoena any witness and compel
0: a vote. What? Because remember, you got to go through the timeline of all this, which we will. We're going to go through all of this. They remember the initial accusation was wow. There were many things that were promised. There may be eight quid pro quos. And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump released the transcript. There's no quid pro quo. Whoops. Now we've got to change gears here. Uh, Can't say that. Uh, Then we find out that Adam Schiff, the congenital liar, the compromised corrupt coward that he is, you know, is saying, no, no, no. We'd like to have contact with the whistleblower. We have not had a contact. Uh, We'd like to know the whistleblower. But then he got caught and admitted that, yeah, his staff was all over the whistleblower which means that's why he's compromised. That's why he's now a fact witness. That's why he should be on the other side of the table. That's why he needs to be subpoenaed by the Senate, as Lindsey Graham and I were talking about last night. Uh, Then on top of that, um, he had to pull back. I, I should have been more clear about the contact with the whistleblower. Now he's saying again, he doesn't know the whistleblower. And people, well, why do you call him a congenital liar? This is the guy that's lied to us about we have all the evidence of Trump Russia collusion. He's been leading that charge for the last almost three years with lies after lies. Four investigations show that he's a liar and he just lies with abandon. And the media is allowing this compromised, corrupt, uh, congenital liar to run this circus. Well, the only good news about it is it's it's going as bad or even worse than the Mueller testimony went for the Democrats when he was dragged up to Capitol Hill. There was one moment in the uh, hearings today. Jordan is asking this guy, Taylor, um, you know, OK, you had three meetings with the president of Ukraine and no linkage, Correct. Uh, Mr. Jordan, it's certainly accurate on the first two meetings, because to my knowledge, Ukrainians were not aware of the hold on assistance. Okay, and then Jordan says the Politico article that revealed Ukrainian aid was being withheld. Yeah, he says the third meeting, the third meeting you mentioned with the senators, Murphy, Senator Johnson. uh, There was their discussion of security assistance, but Jordan, no linkage. Yeah, with there was not there was not a discussion of linkage ever. You know, so Jordan goes three meetings face to face with President Zelensky, one right after the day after the phone call. Yet in your deposition, you said it again in the first time, my clear understanding was security assistance. Money would not come until the president uh, Zelensky committed to pursue an investigation. My understanding was there was going to be no money until he would pursue the investigations. With all due respect, ambassador, your clear understanding was obviously wrong because you met with the guy three times. It was like, boom. And, you know, the star anti-Trump witness actually refutes the claims that Trump blackmailed the Ukrainian president because he testified that the very day after Trump's call on July 25th to the Ukrainian president, the new president Zelensky. Zelensky personally told Taylor that everything had been, quote, fine. You met with Zelensky the next day. Taylor, we did. We had a meeting the next day. Did President Zelensky raise any concerns about his views on the call? Taylor, Ambassador Volker, Ambassador Sondland were in the office. We asked him how the call went. The call was fine. I was happy with the call. Um, and then they go into the, these long convoluted. Here's one moment. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yermak on September 1st, 2019 in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. It is, it, I mean, then Jordan goes, you're their star witness. I've seen church prayer chains that are easier to understand than this hearsay. He said, she said, but no, I never talked to the president. And no, they never said anything about any linkage. All right. 25 to the top of the hour. 800 941 Sean, If you want to be a part of the uh, program, it has not been a good day for the the Ukrainian impeachment obsessed coup Democrats. It has been a disaster, frankly. Um You know, you got to remember where this all starts. This all starts with a hearsay whistleblower, a non whistleblower, but as a matter of statute and law, it was not a whistleblower. There was the next thing you need to know about this. This is a second, third hand account. And it was conjecture on top of that. It was an interpretation of a call that they never thought would be released and was released. And Adam Schiff now is on three sides of what relationship knowledge he has about the whistleblower. Oh, no, we'd like to talk to him. We've never talked to the whistleblower. Uh, Yeah, I shouldn't have said that because, yeah, you guys caught me. There was contact with the whistleblower in my office and then saying today, I don't know who the whistleblower is. Okay, nobody believes you. You're a congenital liar and you're compromised and you're corrupt and you need to be on the other side of the table being questioned. Because we now know the whistleblower worked with Adam Schiff's team in his office Prior to following the complaint, we know the whistleblowers are registered Democrat that like Biden and work with Biden. We know the attorney ten days after Trump is inaugurated. Yeah, he's calling for a coup attempt against President Trump. Oh, uh, there's there's no bias that we need to worry about at all in in any of this, right? Um, the next thing is is all of this is based on hearsay from the whistleblower on. Because you know you you look at the people George Kent and this other guy uh, Bill Taylor today. Remember they they keep referring back to their conversation with Ambassador Sondland, but Ambassador Sondland kept it is quoted and testified. The president said, "quote I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. I want Zelensky to do the right thing." So. The House Democrats bring in these witnesses. They've never talked to the president. They talked to Sondland. And then they said, yeah, well, I don't know for sure. I mean, George Kent testifying. They had no direct knowledge about the aid to Ukraine being tied to any investigation. He actually said that today. And then you have Kent, the other witness today, George Kent, and he's testifying And made clear he had no knowledge of any of the specifics of the president's phone call. But when he met the president the next day of Ukraine, not our president, he said, you know, everything was great on the phone call. And then Taylor testifies that previously he's never talked to the president of the United States. He can't provide any firsthand information on the call with Zelensky because he wasn't on the call. (laughs) Then you go to some of the other witnesses that had testified and we got information out of the transcripts. Fiona Hill she made clear she has no first-hand knowledge about aid being withheld, none whatsoever. And even the House Democrats relying, you know, on, on this guy, Vindman, he openly admitted that his allegation about a demand for Ukraine was entirely based on his own opinion. Every single witness in this case is offering an opinion. On a, or an interpretation of a phone call, or if they weren't on a phone call, somebody else's interpretation of the phone call. But they're all admitting that they don't have any information whatsoever that would confirm that there was any bribery, extortion, or quid pro quo. And and even some of them admitting they can't recall 100% what was said. That's how bad this is. And then it's all based on the hearsay whistleblower, non-whistleblower, whistleblower. It's all conjecture. It's all based on, you know, well, I guess I think somebody said, somebody told somebody else that told me, that other somebody. I mean, it misses the mark on every count. You know, admitting Bill Taylor today, I have no idea what the president was thinking on Ukraine. Why are you even sitting there then? or Taylor confirming today that he never discussed any linkage between Ukraine aid and investigations, including meeting President Zelensky the day after the call, said, no, the call was great. The call was fine. Never once mentioned in three meetings anything about any linkage. You know, then he's asked, well, do you believe the president or do you think he's a liar? I have no reason to doubt President Zelensky's statements that he never felt pressure and that there was ever any linkage. And then you've got Ambassador Taylor also telling Congress he's pleased with the president's decision to provide Ukraine with weapons to defend itself against Russia because Obama refused to provide Ukraine with the weapons that they needed and just sanctioned Russia, giving Ukraine you know blankets and night vision goggles and communication devices. Taylor actually went as far as that. I was pleased when President Trump and the Trump administration provided Javelin anti-tank missiles and enacted stronger sanctions. Oh, I thought President Trump was compromised by Russia. You know, what you need to know here is, is that all these people and again, these are their cherry pick good witnesses because there are other witnesses that were devastating behind closed doors. I've been following this every day. And Kent is testifying all day today and multiple times about the corruption that is rampant in Ukraine. Well, that makes the decision of the president uh, to to make sure. Remember, the president in the call says, you know, I think you have many of these same people around you. President's concerned whether the corruption of the last Ukrainian president is going to follow into this presidency. And then the president is saying, yeah, Europe needs to pay its fair share. And then the president is also going on. Yeah, we provide most of the money, which he never wanted to do anyway when he ran on an American first platform. Uh, But yet he did end up providing more assistance, more help than Obama ever dreamed of. And, And the worst part is when they ever got into the questions of Burisma and the Bidens, it was a disaster because you have Kent admitting that Burisma had a horrible reputation regarding their dealings. And they're also confirming that the leader of Burisma and the former minister of energy engaged in criminal conduct and enriched himself. You know, that's why, you know, quid pro pro, you know, they they want a quid pro quo. We've got one. We've got Joe Biden. You want the billion? Fire this Ukrainian prosecutor who the New York Times and others tipped me off about that was investigating my son who with zero experience is being paid millions of dollars and whose name is being used by Burisma Holdings and their reps with the Obama State Department to ask for favors and ask for investigations to stop. You know, you got the the myth that Schiff is saying that the questions presented by the inquiry, impeachment inquiry, or whether Trump sought to exploit an ally's vulnerability and invite Ukraine to interfere in our elections. We already knew Ukraine had had involved itself in our elections. A Ukrainian court determined that Ukraine was willing to give us the evidence of that January 11, 2017. It's all written out there in Politico. I tweeted the guy Ken Vogel today uh, who tried to write a hit piece about John Solomon. I said, here, look at Solomon's interview with the prosecutor general who claimed that the former ambassador lady, whoever she is that thinks that I was against her. I barely know her, know anything about this woman. Um, but it was the prosecutor general saying, yeah, she gave me a list of names, uh, of people I didn't want to have prosecuted. Of course, they don't want to get into any of the real corruption here, but you got Sondland again, confirming the president clearly stated, I want no quid pro quo. You got Volcker testifying. He did not receive any indication of a quid pro quo. And you got the president Zelensky himself, not even knowing that aid was withheld saying there was never any pressure in any way, shape, matter, or form. Or Schiff claiming the White House meeting was conditioned on an investigation into the the Bidens. You know, well, you have Volcker saying we did have difficulty scheduling a meeting, but there was zero linkage to that. Or Schiff claiming the transcript of President Trump's phone call shows that the president asked for a favor. Yeah, look into the 2016 um, uh, election interference of your country to help Hillary Clinton, which we all already knew about. I mean, all of the, you can't even make it up that it blows up this badly in their faces like this. You know, everything is is just strictly conjecture. You know, Kent previously admitting that in his first testimony that his comments about conditions for a White House meeting were just his own personal opinion and he wasn't even on the phone call. And he said he, he agreed arranging meetings is a lengthy process. So I have no idea why it was held up. And then backed up by all these other people. Um, I, I, you know, I really thought for a long time that this was going to be a fait accompli and a done deal. But I'm, I'm not so sure anymore. I mean, I've got to imagine there's got to be some Democrats that have some connection to reality today. Hang on. I needed a Marco Rubio moment. But the fake <laughs> fraud media, you like that, huh? That it's pretty, by the way, I guarantee you what's happening with the media. They're like, oh, no, this is not going to rate. Oh, no, this is not going the way we thought. This is this is really bad. You know, if um, you know, every single solitary witness Republicans want, they don't want to call. They don't want to call the non whistleblower whistleblower. They need to be putting Adam Schiff under oath. They need to be putting a staff under oath. They need to be putting, if you want to know about well, you get the billion, if the fire, the prosecutor investigating my son, who has zero experience, or you get no billion dollars, and um you don't fire the guy. Yeah, that would be bribery, extortion, blackmail. I've identified all these crimes numerous times on radio and TV. You know, why was Hunter Biden paid eighty three thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars a month to serve on a board with no experience? Zero experience. He admits, I don't know. Well, why do you think you got the job? I don't know. You have any experience? No. Do you think maybe it's because of your father? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, it's like, okay, there's your there's your quid, your pro, your quo with Joe right there. Now we know why Joe Biden, you know, leveraged and shook down Ukraine with a billion taxpayer dollars. Um, it is it is unbelievable. And I'll tell you, Ukrainian interference, well, the Politico article was very, very clear on January 11th in 2017. Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton undermine Trump by publicly questioning his fitness for office. They also disseminated documents implicating a top Trump aide in corruption suggested they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. And they helped Clinton's allies research damning information on Trump and his advisors. A Politico investigation found, quote, the Ukrainian efforts had an impact in the 2016 race, helping to force Manafort's resignation and advancing the narrative that Trump's campaign was deeply connected to Ukraine's foe to the East Russia. Financial Times, same, they had, they had a similar story. Uh, why don't any Democrats care about that part? You know, I would think that's important information. And I think the president, more importantly, was right to ask and see if the new president was going to get to the bottom of all of these things. You know, you got to remember the timeline here because this is very important, too. You know, when we first go back, what were we being told? Washington Post, the president's call with the Ukrainian president included troubling promises. That was the first that was the first report on this. And the Wall Street Journal reports that the president repeatedly pressured Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden and his son about eight times. No, it came up like in passing once. That's it. And then outlets ran with the idea that the transcript contained all these quid pro quos. Um, while, again, they simultaneously ignore the real quid pro quo. And then the Democrats then, then take all the fake news that is being leaked out by them and by others that have a political agenda. They get a phony whistleblower. They demand the president release the transcript, not thinking he ever would. And that discredits everything that they're reporting. You read the transcript, there's nothing. The president not only is... You know, he calls it the perfect call. I don't know if there's such a thing as a perfect call, but the president is rightly. He has a, a an oath of office to faithfully execute the laws of the land. They said they cared about election interference. Hey, your country, I keep reading, is involved in that. We need you to do us a favor. Get to the bottom of that and don't surround yourself with these bad people. And yeah, what's that stuff with, with Hunter and Joe? Wow, that's about the extent of it. And Adam Schiff lied in order to cover up his office's coordination with the whistleblower. Now he's claiming he doesn't know the whistleblower. That's a lie, too. He's a congenital liar. And then the media mob, they question without any evidence, even the accuracy of the transcript. They don't question Adam Schiff's congenital lies about the transcript. They don't care because they are in full agreement with everything that supports his radical leftist socialist anti-Trump agenda. And there was no quid pro quo at all. And Trump provided the aid to Ukraine. And by the way, when they did it, we got nothing for it. All that we got was, OK, this guy seems to be legit. He seems to want to get rid of corruption as it relates to Ukraine. And that's pretty much where we are. And that's pretty much how devastating it's been. I didn't even get to the we had a great opening statement today by Devin Nunes. We'll get to play some of that as the program unfolds today. Uh, we're going to get Bill O'Reilly's take on this. We're going to get House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy's take. Monica Crowley's going to stop by, although I think she's restricted in, in being able to not talk about this. We don't want her to get in trouble. You And I think I forgot my uh, favorite. Didn't the guy say that hearsay can be much better than direct evidence? I actually made that combo We'll play it when we get back. Uh, we'll get Bill O'Reilly's uh, take on the circus in the swamp today. Also, we'll check in with the House Republican leader. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, Monica Crowley, stops by today. Um, and I'm just noticing that, yeah, you see the left wing is really struggling with this. They don't know how. How do they spin their way out of this? Good luck to them. We'll continue. Stay
3: right here for our final news roundup and information overload. The the, the bribe was paid in what
4: year? To the best of my knowledge, the case against Zlochevsky, the former minister, was shut down December of 2014.
3: Okay. And right around that time, Burisma starts uh, adding uh, officials to its board, is that correct?
4: understanding is, yes, that uh, Zlachevsky invited a a series of new individuals to join the board in 2014.
3: And do you know what his strategy was in adding officials to his
4: board? I have never met Mr. Zlachevsky. Okay. And who are some of the folks he added to the board? Uh, The most prominent person he added to the board was the former president of Poland, Alexander Kwasniewski. And anyone else? There were a number of others, including some Americans. And uh, the most prominent one in this context is Hunter Biden. Okay. So Hunter Biden's added to the board of Burisma. Now, do you think that creates a, a, a problem that Burisma may be adding people to its board for protection purposes? Uh, sir, I work for the government. I don't work in the corporate sector. And so, I believe that companies build their boards uh, with a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. uh, not only to promote their business plans. Yeah. Was, was Hunter Biden a, a corporate governance expert? I have no idea what Hunter Biden studied at university or what his CV says. Like, is he the, the Jeffrey
3: Sonnenfeld of, of the Ukraine?
4: Uh, I have no uh, awareness or knowledge of what his background was and what he may have done on the board. Okay, so you don't know whether he has any um, business experience in Ukraine prior to
3: joining Burisma's board? I, I've heard nothing about prior experience. No. Okay, and do you know if he speaks Ukrainian? I do not. Do you know if he um, possesses any other element other than the fact that he is the son of, at the time, the sitting vice president? I I do not. Okay. Ambassador Taylor, do you know whether Hunter Biden offers anything other than the fact that his dad's the former vice president? Uh, I, I don't. Where at the time was the vice president? Uh, I have no knowledge of uh, Hunter Biden. But you would agree it raises questions, right? He was getting paid, I think, $50,000 a month to, uh, I, to sit on the board. Did you know if he relocated to Ukraine? I'm sorry, Mr. Kester, say again? Do you know if Hunter Biden relocated to Ukraine? No knowledge. Do you know, Mr. Kent?
4: Again, no knowledge. Okay. So
3: he's getting paid $50,000 a month, but we don't know whether he had any experience, he had any um he spoke the language or whether he moved to Ukraine, correct? Correct.
0: Yeah, we know he got paid millions. We know he had no experience with Ukraine. We had no experience in energy, gas, oil, nothing. Uh, we know his father was warned ahead of time. Yeah, that prosecutor, choking guy is investigating your son. And uh, now we know why quid pro quo Joe went in there and said, you're not getting the billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor and you've got six hours to do it. And son of a B, they did it. What a great gig, if you can get it. Uh, it, it, I I just cannot say enough how badly this has gone for Democrats today. Um, In every respect, just right out of the box, it has been going downhill throughout the entire day. Uh, Joining us now is the House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy. Um, Let's get your overall. I saw you on Fox and Friends this morning and. I don't even think I I, I would I would compare this to Mueller, except I think it's actually worse. I I will tell you, even when you
5: watch the beginning of the hearing, Schiff is just making things up. Did you listen at the very beginning? We asked, when can we know about our witnesses? When can we have we wanted to vote to bring in Hunter Biden? Oh, you know, you got to wait then Elise Stefanik, are you going to interrupt like they did in, when they were down in the basement telling the witnesses that not to answer the questions? Because, oh, no, I didn't
0: do that. Well, by Aren't the way, you, they, they did at one point. Schiff stepped exactly. in. I know. Uh, Everything we said, he cannot control himself. And this is what your listeners have to understand.
5: No way is this due process. No way. Way is this normal process of where we would go? This is the Adam Schiff show. He is now controlling the time, forty-five minutes just to him. And you watched Radcliffe at the very beginning. Now, will we ever get to ask questions? Well, we'll go after the forty-first forty-five, and I may need another forty-five. This
0: is all about him and his continual lies. Like he doesn't know who the whistleblower is. By the oh way, gosh. how, how you know, I know I call him a congenital liar. And he is. I mean, he lied. Uh, well, well, no, we'd like to talk to the guy. Then he had to admit, oh, yeah, my office did talk to the guy. And now today he, sh- you know, the shifty shift, I guess, fits because then he shifted. No real pun intended uh, and said, uh, I don't know who the whistleblower is. It is it is just a lie based on what he has already told us.
5: Exactly. I thought Devin's opening statement was devastating. Devastating. Went through everything. And Adam Schiff to be sitting there about Adam Schiff, remember all the things they've accused this president of. And we're supposed to forget all those things. Remember, it was the Russians. And then Adam is trying to find naked pictures of the president to, to, to calling into Ukraine. And this is just the newest thing
0: of what they want to make up. Well, if you go back and you look at the timeline, they, remember, they never expected that the president... Uh, Congressman was 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 ever going to release the transcript. And so it was first this mysterious and troubling promises that Donald Trump made. And and the Wall Street Journal reporting that the president had repeatedly pressured Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden and his son about eight times. They said no, he mentioned it in passing. But by the way, uh, we've identified I tweeted out all day today like a maniac, uh, very legitimate issues legalities involving taxpayer money, you you fire the prosecutor, you get a billion. You don't fire the prosecutor, you don't get a billion. Why would a vice president ever do that, Kevin McCarthy? influence influencing. And you know
5: what? To that company, money was well spent. They hire the vice president's son. The vice president is the envoy in charge of Ukraine for America. And he comes in and lo and behold, what does he do? He gets rid of the prosecutor. So they spend $3 million hiring those people. I think they're looking back. Money well spent. You know what happened? It's even worse than that, though. Their case went away.
0: The Freedom of Information Act information that that the Southeastern Legal Foundation and John Solomon got shows that the representatives for Barismo were petitioning the Obama State Department for consideration to get off these investigations. After all, we have two Americans that are, are partners with us and, and Hunter Biden sits on our board. So they were using the Biden name as leverage to try and get out of the trouble and corruption apparently they were involved in. And think about it. It's not
5: just Adam who is lying here. Remember the vice president say when he never talked to his son, Hunter, but then Hunter said yes. And now, lo and behold, we have a picture of him golfing. I don't know if I'd want to be
0: at Thanksgiving dinner with the Bidens this year, uh, (laughs) Congressman.
5: Remember what Hunter Biden said, too? That he probably wouldn't have gotten the job if his name
0: wasn't Biden. Right, no, no, no. It goes like this. you, you got to do it the right way because this, it, you can't make this up. It is the single dumbest interview I've ever seen a 49-year-old grown man <laughs> give. Uh, do you have any experience with Ukraine? Uh, no. Any experience um, with... Energy. No. Oil. No. Gas. No. But I, I once sat on a on an Amtrak uh, uh, board. They I, I did do that. OK, meaningless. How'd you get that job, too? Maybe what you got on a ride with your dad on Amtrak. Um, why do you think they paid you millions of dollars? I don't know. Do you think it has to do with your, your dad being the vice president? Oh, probably, yeah. I guess that's the answer. Uh, it's, it's spectacular in its stupidity.
5: Unbelievable. But this is the thing that your listeners have to understand in all of America. They are so afraid to face this president in an election, so now they're trying to frame him in the House. And how many times have they tried before? Their own people. Remember, how many of those Democrats that are sitting on Intel already voted for impeachment? and they're gonna be non-biased here. And think about, now if this moves to judiciary with Nadler, Nadler campaigned for the job of chairman of that committee by telling his members he would be the best chairman for impeachment. And for Pelosi to say that nobody wants to impeach, that comes to Congress to want to impeach the president, what did they say on their opening night? That was their goal, that they want to impeach the president. They had already voted to impeach the president. They've done this three different times and they're trying to find some crime just because they dislike the outcome of the 2016 election.
0: There have been people telling me and I, I vacillated somewhat with this question. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are your, some of your fellow House members. And, and by the way, you have some rock stars there. Jim Jordan's a rock star. Devin is a rock star. You should, I don't know if you saw Mark Meadows beat the crap and beat down on the media earlier today. It was amazing. And I've you know, never seen his work so oh. much as a team. And remember, when they changed the Intel Committee here to make it the impeachment
5: committee, I moved Jim Jordan over there. A brilliant move. During this time. And we also moved Steve Castor, the questioner. Because he's been he's been working for Jim this time. He has all the background. Radcliffe, a former U.S. attorney, and even that committee by yielding time to Radcliffe and Jordan are showing a unity there. And Devin, with the knowledge and the opening, it is really working well together.
0: No, it, it's working well, but the whole the whole premise of this falls apart very quickly here because what what are really watching are these these nerdy guys. That don't know President Trump, never met with President Trump. That speak to the European Union ambassador, make interpretations out of his conversations that actually contradict his testimony. And obviously, they they have a level of self self importance that it is just nauseating to me. A uh, real swamp, uh ambassador type of, of feel to them. But what it, what it's really about is a policy difference, and it's about their perceptions. And none of it is based on reality or truth that they would ever have firsthand knowledge of zero. And then it's then then it's their interpretation of a phone call that says none of what they suggest in their interpretation. Their witnesses they brought have never met the president. I know. The
5: whistleblower me wasn't up.
0: even on the call. And, it cracks me up.
5: And, and you're talking about impeaching a duly elected president on this? I mean, tell me, what is the impeachable offense in that phone call? Secondly, the whistleblower that Adam Schiff started this all on said that he was afraid the administration was trying to hold the whistleblower back from testifying. The only person that's holding him back today is Adam Schiff. And you watch what the Republicans are going to do. We're going to make a motion to subpoena the whistleblower. Let him come. Remember in the 90s when we did the IRS hearings? Let's put a screen about him. I don't care. But make him show up. If you are a federal prosecutor... And you base your case on an informant, the informant has to testify. Think about the young kids we make go in and testify against individuals who are murderers and others, and they have to show up in there. But now they want to talk about impeaching a president on a person that's never been on a phone call, that's never met the president, the two people here today, and this is what they want to base it all on?
0: I will. I was beginning to believe it was 100 percent, you know, lock I, even the Democrats in the Trump districts, you know, they went along with the these phony rules, uh, the the appearance of fairness. It's not. And I just thought it was a done deal. I actually am beginning to think that there are going to be some Democrats to say, you know what, I'm not going down with your sinking ship. 'Cause this is making us look really stupid, really bad, and really political. And really we haven't done a thing for the American people. This this is a they're basically they keep going down this road. Uh, I think you have a good shot at being speaker in twenty twenty one.
5: I'll tell you what. Well, the people have to get out there because what they are doing to this president. Also, remember this. In modern history with Nixon and Clinton, they never impeach somebody in their first term. Here we are less than a year away. It's because they know they can't beat him in election.
0: We'll take a quick break. Stay with us. Uh, The House uh, Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, is with us. Uh, We'll get to your calls. As promised, we're going to take calls the final half hour of the program. We've been warning you about what's called e-skimming. Now, that's when these cyber criminals, they watch people's online shopping carts in order that they can steal credit card, debit card information from websites, mobile apps, uh, other information they capture. Uh, Names, birthdates, account numbers, passwords. Now, targeted businesses include retailers, ticket-selling sites, travel-related companies, utility companies, vendors... So I know maybe you have credit monitoring. Well, if you do, you're going to miss an awful lot of the real identity threats in today's connected world. And that's where LifeLock.com comes in. They see the threats you will miss on your own. And by the way, if they detect your information, they'll send you an alert. If you have a problem, they have restoration specialists. They will fix it all for you. And right now through December the 8th, their best discount of the year, if you go to Uh, lifelock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK you'll save 30% off your first year protect your name, your finances, your reputation from these cyber criminals, lifelock.com 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code Hannity more with uh, the Republican leader of the House of Representatives Kevin McCarthy and your calls coming up straight ahead all right. As we continue with the House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, as the impeachment, Ukrainian impeachment coup attempt hearings begin today. I love how they cherry picked the witnesses after doing all this behind closed doors. And even these witnesses are not working out well for them. So what do you predict happens? Um, do they stay on this path? Do they just dig in deeper or do well, it'll do be some- interesting?
5: They've, they've already yeah. laid out that they have another hearing on Friday, then they got three more next week. And remember, then we'll go into Thanksgiving. What they think they will do, remember, they write the script all out and now they're trying to fill it in. They want to vote on impeachment sometime in December, but they still can't find a crime. Sean, they have changed the term of what they think the president has done wrong. At the beginning, it was quick, crow, crow, right? Now,
0: what is it? Now, all of a sudden, today's, well, it's extortion. They uh, can't but it's By the way, the only one that's guilty of this is on tape bragging about it, and it's quid pro quo Joe. That's it.
5: He's yeah. he's on television saying it, and they won't allow Hunter Biden, a witness we want to bring forward, to look at the crime. And all your listeners have to understand, the president, you have the transcript, and you are 100% correct. They never counted on the president releasing the transcript, taking it all away. Then when you look, the money was released September 11th. What did Ukraine do for the money to be released? Nothing. Where is the problem here? But it's only because they dislike this president and they know they cannot beat him in an election and they're afraid of facing him.
0: Even even Kent said Burisma needs to be fully investigated if if they want to open up that door I mean, it is that is the big that's as big a slam dunk case as obstruction of justice with Hillary deleting subpoenaed emails and acid washing her hard drive and beating up her devices with hammers. Uh, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy uh, will be part of our television coverage tonight. Uh, This is worse than Mueller. Thank you for being with us. All right, is on number. When we come back, uh, we'll hit the phones uh, straight ahead. Linda's been, you've been laughing all day at this. I don't know why this is that entertaining to you. Beyond everything else, it's dull, it is boring, it is stupid, but I mean, you just, you I can't even believe they're this dumb. I just can't. It's, it does take your breath away. That's next. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, You want to be a part of the program. Uh, I think a lot of these guys had great days today and did an amazing job a lot of them will be on Hannity tonight 9 eastern on the Fox News channel this is a bad day for the Democratic Party this is a bad day for every 2020 uh, presidential candidate Um, it's a bad day for the media mob now they'll I'm sure they'll spin it their own way because they're so invested in their own conspiracy theories their hoaxes and their lies There is zero that came out today and this was supposed to be the big day that implicates the president in any way, shape, matter or form. You know, I I, I just kind of get a kick out of, you know, the stupidity of many of these people in the media. And, you know, Mark Meadows is a pretty mellow guy. And for Mark Meadows to just school these guys in the media the way he did today was, it's it was worth watching. Uh, let me just play a couple of minutes of it, and then we'll get right to the, your calls. Eight hundred nine four one. 941 shawn is
6: our number. ...withheld prior to a phone call. The aid was released with no deliverables. And at the end of the day, you know, in order for something to actually have leverage, there has to be a deliverable. And there hasn't been a deliverable in any of this, even, even now, as we're in November, months after, after this uh, July 25th phone call, we're seeing that nothing actually was ever given to the United States from the Ukraine uh, officials. And certainly, President Zelensky has been consistent that he saw no pressure. But how
4: can you say that, that this was, was all hearsay, when these two highly respected individuals say they heard the exact same thing from everyone in the president's inner circle?
6: Well, I can say that it's hearsay, because that's the testimony that I just came out from listening so if you've been listening the American people have been listening they say well I believe I thought I heard uh, this was what was conveyed to me they and all of that well were you were asking like, the question I was I was going to answer your question you want me to answer your question okay all right and so so in doing that when they ask the question every time that it gets close to the president of the United States it is very clear there is no conditionality as it relates to what uh, the why the aid was held and so I think that We're we're consistent with that, and that's what we continue to hear. But he said very clearly also, Gordon Sondland made this clear to him after he spoke to the president. The president wanted these investigations launched right, in so, connection with the aid. That's yeah. what he said with sorry, of- sorry to jump on. Yeah. Well, we also know from Gordon Sondland, who now has sworn testimony that says he has no idea, you covered it, has no idea why the aid was ever held up. And so any knowledge that anybody has of what Ambassador Sondland may or may not have known, he is on the record to say that he does not know why the aid was held up. So if he doesn't know it, and he's conveying that to someone else, he is conveying something that he doesn't know. And so when when we start to look at this, it all starts to fall apart. When you you start tracking it back to who actually knew what, when, Uh, the the aid was held up for two reasons. I can tell you. One is, is the president has a deep-rooted concern about corruption that is shared with the two witnesses in there today. They are concerned about the corruption. That, that Ukraine has not only had, but even continues to struggle with today. The second part about that, and you've heard it a million times from this president, isn't it important, isn't it critically important that the French, the Germans, uh, the U.K., that they pay their fair share? Why is it always the American taxpayer that has to spend millions of dollars? And yet, even under this administration, not only were javelins given for the first time, but also, aid was increased to Ukraine in spite of all of that.
3: The internship was applying or drawing out questions
6: that Ukraine lives could have been lost for holding aid. Well, one, uh, he, he doesn't properly show the appropriations process. If we know uh, how the appro- appropriations process works for foreign aid, this delay was actually a delay for future assistance that ultimately did not happen. So there was no lives that were at risk. And if we want to look at, at lives being lost, when Russia invaded, it was under the Obama administration and there was no defensive wep- weapons. Actually, the aid has increased. So if we want to talk, about saving lives, and you want to contrast, compare, and contrast two different administrations. The Trump administration has done more for Ukraine than the Obama administration has done. Previous. Do you what he was- says I'm a, He's saying that this, this was uh, held up. Do I contest what? What, what uh, Taylor said that you know this was held up at the direction of the president. Well, I contest that, that, no. I don't contest that it was held up at the direction of the president. I think other people. I, what I do contest is the reason why it was held up. The president not only held up aid here, he held up lay aid to Lebanon that still remains on hold, he held up aid to other places. We have multiple witnesses that say that part of this president's reset, with regards to foreign policy, is not to just send $4, appropriately—hold on, let me finish—to not send foreign aid to other countries without there being some condition pl- applied to it, and that condition has nothing to do with investigations, it has to do being a good steward of the American taxpayer dollars
0: oh, all right that's uh north carolina congressman mark meadows uh oh one other moment <laughs> i loved when when Taylor is interviewed by Ratcliffe today. Do you have any evidence to assert that President Zelensky was lying to the world when he said uh, those things that, you know, in other words, he was saying there's absolutely no reason to believe. Zelensky was not telling the truth when he said about his conversation that I didn't feel any pressure. Um, Taylor says, Mr. Ratcliffe, if I can respond. uh, My time is short. Your time is short. Yes or no? I have no reason to doubt what the president
1: said. Can I just give you a little fact, a little number that you might not know? Taylor Taylor. commented in his opening statement alone 17 times on hearsay and conjecture. 17 times in his opening statement. That's his own admission. That's him saying, I don't know nothing. This guy don't know nothing. We all know nothing. Period. End of story.
0: But that was the funny thing. I mean, I'm sitting there at one point and everybody say, well, in the conversation. But you never talked to the president. Said, no, no, no. Uh, so you don't know directly. How, no, I don't know anything. So you're saying that it was uh, the European ambas- Union ambassador, Sondland. Yeah, uh, you do know that uh, Ambassador Sandlin said, no, there was no quid pro quo. Yeah, I know that. But you're conjecturing. Other- you make a conjecture otherwise. And you don't know any other fact witness here. I mean, you, you, you can't even make this up. None of this would be admissible in, in, if it was you're challenging a park it, parking ticket for crying out loud. It's how stupid this whole thing has become. but it is but there is this level, this psychotic rage, and I, I just I, I am stunned at how stupid they come off how dumb they are, how weak their arguments are, how breathtakingly conspiratorial they are, how it's all based on what this person said to this person, to that person or this person. But no, we don't really know ourselves type of testimony and the the obvious hypocrisy because you got the goods on Joe and Hunter. For the very thing you're claiming to be so outraged about. And you would think maybe these, these idiots that said foreign election interference is so bad for the last two and a half years might actually thank Donald Trump for telling the new president, you need to get to the bottom of your role in 2016 election interference. Um, it is it's pretty fascinating. It it is it's educational. This has happened, by the way, now to the Democrats, every single time they do this it blows up in their face. Remember when Ali North, Iran Contra, well you, you, you went to a, a lingerie store and your fawn hall is your good looking secretary. That's what they called them at the time. Yes, I did. And I had no idea what I bought there until my wife reminded me that I had to pick up leotards for my daughter's dance recital <laughs> or Brendan Sullivan. Uh, excuse me. I'm not a potted plant. I'm the guy's lawyer. It just blows up. And you and it just all it does is reinforce everything that Donald Trump has been telling us about these people in Washington. This is a swamp. This is a sewer full of corruption. Georgia, Jeff, Sean Hannity show. Glad you called. Jeff, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. What's going on? First
7: of all, just want to say thank you for what you do for your tonight, tenacity and you do. He's been a great help to me and to the country, so I appreciate you for that.
0: You're very. By the My way, cr- you give me this microphone. We're all spokes on a wheel. It's all hands on deck, and I'm honored the, to be here with you every day in this fight.
7: Well, and and we are together every day, and I and I appreciate your, again, I uh, appreciate your tenacity, because it's a long thing coming. It, it's, it's just so drawn out. That's why I called, Sean, is the thing that I'm particularly upset about these days specifically is how quickly these Democrats can get together a committee and start uh, uh, an investigation and calling people in on public television. And it just seemed like the uh, the, the two reports that we have in the works are just taking so
0: long to, to, to come to light.
7: It's just it's you, we hear about it every day what they're being called up in, but we don't get. Well, we, the, get we, we do release. have
0: the movement. I, I mentioned it earlier. The inspector general, the IG report on FISA abuse is now nearing release as the inspector general has now, this is the final step. And that is he's invited in government officials to review the portions of the report into FISA abuse uh, and the process during the investigation um, into the skiff, and they are, in other words, Fox News reporting the current former officials have been invited to review the portions of the report that uh, relate to them over the next several days, signaling that Monday is the day we've been told. Hopefully, it will come out Monday or Tuesday, the latest. And by the way, this is this is going to be a really bad day for Democrats. This this is not one of their conspiracy theories. This is backed with real evidence of a real premeditated fraud on the court. And you know, finally, the day's arriving. It couldn't come soon enough for me either. I know how you feel, uh, Jeff. Thank you, my friend, Jacksonville, Florida. Ted, how are you? It's John. Good afternoon. Just Good afternoon, to tell sir. You.
2: I worked in the swamp and I worked all over the world and I'm watching this hearing and I'm telling you it's a giant fundraiser for the Democratic Party. They're, their fundraising has become um, miserable and they're using it. And watch what happens in a couple months. Pelosi's going to have a revelation. Oh, it's close to the election. We shouldn't move with impeachment. They're doing this. And we, the people are tired of th- those legislators using our money to fundraise for themselves and for the party. They should each each member, Democratic member of that committee, should give up their three hundred and forty-eight thousand dollars. Yes, three hundred and forty-eight thousand dollars that they got from we the people to do their job. Where's the infrastructure? Where's the health care? Where's the lower of prescription drugs? Where's the immigration? These guys are fundraising for the party. And then they're going to, you know, they know that Biden's got a problem. This is why they started this. I worked in China 16 years. You don't get one dollar from the Chinese government unless they want 20 back.
0: You know, I got to tell you something. Thank you for your call, Ted. Uh, Let me tell you one thing, though, you got to understand. And I actually take it as a badge of honor. I've seen the emails that Adam Schiff, the compromise corrupt coward and congenital liar I mean <laughs> I've it, he uses my show and things I've said about him to raise money and he's not gonna be uh stopped by the likes of Sean Hannity I'm like oh good grief now I'm helping this guy raise money uh Utah DJ what's going on Rod Arquette Salt Lake City what's happening sir not much how are you doing today Hannity I'm good man what's going on
2: I'm 18 years old, and I wanted to ask you a question on why my peers cannot see how great of a job our president is doing. And they can't see the corruption of the Democrats and how they're just smearing like this image over them that how great they are.
0: I'm beginning to lose you, um, but I think I know what you're saying. Look, I mean. The one thing I I guess there are certain young people that you're never going to convince that conservatism works, um, but when they get in the real world and they see real money taking out of their real paycheck, and then they begin to have to pay real bills and cell phone bills and healthcare bills and rent bills and car payment bills and and taxes, and they see that they're keeping, you know, 60 cents of every dollar, or if you live in New York, less, um, all of a sudden, reality begins to, you know, sink in. Um, look, I already see it with my own kids at some point, you know, when dad says, no, you're on a budget, which I do all of a sudden, you know, uh, gee, I didn't know life would be this difficult. What do you mean? But you know, I did that with Patrick. I put him on a budget. You're on a budget. That's it. How's that going? I went great because he went out on a spending spree. And he, he spent like a, oh, a, broke ton as of, a, joke? a ton of money on like improving, you know, what's the call of duty and, and What's we got the other sneakers, one? A video
1: game. Um, no, and new then shirt. like the
0: sneakers he bought were like seven hundred bucks. I go seriously. You you think I'm paying for your seven hundred dollars sneakers? You are. out of Do they, do of they your walk
7: mind. for him? They walk and they carry. I have him
5: no idea what
0: they do. <laughs> what I I, I was that? flabbergasted at this. I'm like, you're. Out are they of made mind. of gold? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They made a. They. Listen, you know, I buy my leaf. clothes on
4: Amazon, so I'm I'm not a good benchmark for
0: this. Well, apparently, they're the sneakers everybody wants, Dad, and I'm like, good. Go buy them. Go go to work and go make your money, and you're gonna go buy them. Take them back. That's that was my answer. Take them back. Um, and I don't think that's mean at all. Anyway, and Sean is our number. You want to be a part of the program? All right. That's going to wrap things up for today. A disaster for the Democrats. Worse than Mueller. Honestly. Uh, Lindsey Graham, the great one. Mark Levin. Uh, Congressman uh, Kevin McCarthy, the House Republican leader. Don Jr., Steve Scalise, John Solomon and much, much more. And uh, we're going to play. We'll we'll lay all of this disastrous day for the Democrats out for you. And much more. 9 Eastern tonight on Hannity. We'll see you then. Thank you, as always, for being with us back here tomorrow. (laughs)